everybody, my name's Elron Hubbard, Fruitcake. Me and my friend, the great intergalactic warlord Zimu, banana, yes, apart from sort of spreading the word about Dianetics, and pushing cucumbers through a letterbox and saying, isn't it wonderful, the Thetans have landed. Yes, we would just like to say, Staggering Stories Podcast, 100, coming soon. Tatty bye! Welcome to the Staggering Stories podcast number 99, the one with a flake in it. Woohoo! I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. It's melting. I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Apparently. <laughs> I'm Jean. And I am a cherry on the ice cream pile of life. Oh, that's, that's nice. Oh, sprinkles. <laughs> She's in a good mood today. <laughs> Crawley Town are playing Manchester United in the fifth round of the FA Cup. We're going to Old Trafford. Well, we're not because we're going to be in America. But <laughs> lots and lots of people are going to Old Trafford to watch Crawley play Man United. This is a good thing and it pleases me. I have a happy on. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, you're sitting. You've got your happy on. <laughs> now, that will probably Whereas be the most severe introduction <laughs> to Staggering Stories. <laughs> staggering Stories 100. Get your happy on. Yeah. Uh, if anyone in LA knows of an English pub that's going to be showing the football <laughs> on the weekend of the 19th of February, could you please tell me? Even if it starts at 7 o'clock in the morning, please tell me. Even if it's on at 2 o'clock in the morning, please, please tell, tell me. <laughs> Eight hours behind us, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can so you stream about video? Can, can you stream football Ooh, matches? Yes, probably. You can. Yeah. Ooh, I love you. Well, the, <laughs> Are you taking your laptop? The, yeah. We did for the I talk game. You. You're a fine uh, man. <laughs> You're yeah. a hunk of man. I think she's going to love you, and then I might win the Six Nation final. Uh, 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 I mean, your 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 sinewy, muscly body, uh, your, uh, your boyish Karen, smile. I, I am sitting right here. Yes, you've got sinewy body and boyish smile as well, and your your glistening blue eyes. Karen, I know we're in the land of science fiction, but we're supposed to be dealing with staggering yeah. stories. Okay. So let's get back to the plot. Anyway, without further ado, hopping from foot to foot outside the lavatory of information, it's the News with El Presidente. Yeah! El Presidente. Viva, Viva News. Ah, your voice is broken uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Splittage does for Ooh. the Doctor at the NTAs. Ooh. We're back to Bubba again. <laughs> Doctor Who lost out in both of the categories oh. it was shortlisted for in the 2011 National Television Awards, <laughs> failing to win an award for the first time since the return of the series in 2005. Yeah, because everyone's going to forget Judge David Tennant, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Split votes between genre programmes were probably the biggest factor. Doctor Who went head-to-head with Stephen Moffat's Sherlock for the best drama category, allowing Waterloo Road to slip through. For the best drama performance, Matt Smith was up against not only Sherlock's Benedict Cabbage Patch, but also (laughs) Ashes to Ashes' Philip Glenister giving David Jason a win. Win. Mm. Uh, So who here voted? No. 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 Nobody voted? (laughs) 
You voted. One yeah. vote could have made a difference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One yeah. vote. I, I, I voted Matt Smith and Doctor. No, I didn't vote for Matt Smith. Bastard mode. Who did you vote for? Benedict Cumberbund. Right, <laughs> Cumberbund. One day we'll give him his proper name. <laughs> yeah. We've all got different versions <laughs> of his surname. <laughs> so if a Doctor Who fan doesn't vote for Doctor, <laughs> no, I, no chance. I am sorry, but um, Gene, did you vote for Matt? What do you think? You voted for Matt, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I mean... I'm I l- sorry, we have evidence. You said on the last podcast, <laughs> I love Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. which mm, I yeah. said I'm saying this under duress. I have to say, having, <laughs> say, you can play having the, seen Touch of Fox... You can play the pod- podcast backwards and you can hear yeah. us saying, I love Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> having night. seen the last of Frost, I think David Jason did deserve to win that. Really? I th- yeah. I've been a fan of Frost for years. I got the first ten seasons on DVD, but it really went off the boil towards the end, I thought. Uh, I didn't think... Up, up, up against the people in there, like Flat Philip Gennister and that. I'm yeah. sorry, but no, no he, I've got Matt a, was David the Jason's one good, of them. but that final few few years of Frost were not better than Sherlock. I did not like better than Ashes if, to Ashes. If nothing else, him winning was good for that quote that he gave when he won the award. What was yeah. that? I turned over that. <laughs> Get back in your box, Doctor. Who. <laughs> 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 I'd have voted for Philip Gennister to is, be. Yeah, is the backlash honest. starting? <laughs> Well, I have to say, I wasn't the only one that went, oh, yeah, I will forget that David Tennant and all the rest of it, won't we? Ha ha! You didn't yeah. win! You can't say <laughs> that. I'm you a don't... Doctor Who fan! <laughs> David Tennant was not up against Philip Glenister and <laughs> David Jason or. Yeah. He was up against other actors and very poor ones. Yeah, but. Not not the split genre vote like that. Mm. Mm. I think we should give Gene a good pounding. No, at, least, no. at least it wasn't <laughs> EastEnders that won. Held yeah. as the voice of reason. I'll give you a good pounding as well <laughs> if you're not careful. Right, Fight Club. <laughs> Me, Adam and Crumbly versus you two. Is that a promise? Yeah. No, that's not a promise. Oh, <laughs> God. Could you please deal with him? I've been dealing with him for 22 years. Who decides you can do what it programmes now. to put forward, though? With, say, the, the Doctor Who... Um, it's a popular Holmes. vote. There's yeah. um, about thirty or forty which get voted on, oh, right. and that then now is down. comes up with the uh, the final four. Mm. Any more news? Yes, oodles of news. I think Adam should do this one. Okay, mm. more Doctor Who news. I wonder yes. why Adam should do this mm. one. I wonder. Construct yeah. your own Amy Pond <laughs> <laughs> with movable joints. Oh yeah. Character Options and BBC Worldwide have announced a new Lego-like set of Doctor Who toys. Hang on, this answers why he's collecting the Lego pieces, doesn't it? He wants to get bonus points. <laughs> Along with expected minifigures of 11th Doctor, Amy, Rory, River Song, you'll also be able to buy packs of villains and even a box set of all 11 <clears throat> Doctors. Mm-hmm. Surely that's just going to be the same thing with different coloured bricks and separate heads. No, I've seen the pictures. Lego-dalic. So. Uh, oh, they're, they're are, they are out there. They're, yeah. Well, they're, they're specially it's, moulded. It's shaped. It's not mm. bog-standard Lego. They're not interchangeable. They are actually sort of in, you, unique and individual characters. Oh, right. So you oh, can't yeah. buy an Amy no. Pond and build a Transformer car or something. No. I think a head comes off her legs. Posable. Side is on her boxing Amy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's also going to be location sets, of course, which will include the TARDIS console room, a Time for Angels cave mm. set, mm. a cyber conversion chamber, yeah. and a Dalek factory. Mm. Karen Gillan had this to say about it. I absolutely love these miniature toys of the Doctor and Amy Pond. Despite the strange sensation of seeing myself immortalised in plastic, a miniature unbuildable, undissectable. I, <laughs> I think she got carried away there. <laughs> yeah. She ever cold that day? Yeah. <laughs> cool, something. Uh, price looked to be in about the same range as Lego. 
expensive. expensive. Yep. I think the console set is forty nine ninety nine, fifty quid, which is pretty typical of Lego. Yeah. That's ouch. That's an ouchie. And expected release around the time a new series, maybe a bit before. Do we know when the new series is due or out? Uh, or around the time Lego set comes out. <laughs> <laughs> is that around the time we're it's, about to wait? It's usually Aprilish, isn't oh, it? Right. Yeah, well, it's normally Easter, but Easter's yeah. quite late this year. So yeah. Maybe before Easter, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Red Dwarf! The Smegheads are back! You didn't say that right. Well, Smee. 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 Again. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Charles has let slip news that may gladden Red Dwarf fans. They've just commissioned another series of Red Dwarf. We're going to film at the end of November, December and January. That was so nearly a Scouse accent. <laughs> oh. A bit further north, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Robert no. Llewellyn later no. added on his site... So yes, we are making a new series, commissioned by Dave. Not a special or a movie or a one-off doobery, sir. A full six half-hour episodes of a brand new series. I think this is a bad Yeah, bad so do I, I'm idea. sorry, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy the Back last... whatever it was well, called. Lost to lose. If it's no good, mm-hmm. then don't watch it, forget about it. If it's good, then you gain something. Yeah, but it's like it's like getting an old toy out from when you were a kid and discovering it's crap and the ears have fallen off and at some point the cat's peed on um, it. You just don't want any other bad things to happen for, to it. For, for me, it's like watching Star Trek V and feeling vaguely embarrassed. I think if they are I going to make Star Trek V. I think that if they are going to make this, they should finish it off once and for all. Yeah, yeah. So they can't keep mm. flogging a dead horse. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say flogging a dead horse means just add a sense of closure to it. Yeah. Well, so they are the a dead end cremated up, buried horse. <laughs> end up back on Earth or something. Yeah. But yeah. yeah you close the season. The, like I said, the the golden years were three, four, and five, and yeah. And you can only so many times you can keep going back to the well before you realise actually you're dragging up dust rather than water. Well, who knows, maybe they get it right. They might do, but... Yeah. They should end up with Lister on a farm on Fiji breeding sheep and yeah. cow mm. with horses I think, or personally, I think the odds are against it. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm willing to I, admit, I don't I see anything lost by wrong. trying, but no. who knows. If they can make it more to the old style formats, means or, you know, with, even with the canned laughter, or a studio audi- audience. Well, there is talk, I haven't put the quote mm. in here, but Robert, yeah. Robert Llewellyn was saying they are thinking about having it recorded for a live audience. Mm-hmm. The problem being, the moment they do that, Twitter, Facebook, everything is going to know what the story is before even out of the studio. Yeah, they they didn't have that when they were filming the first couple of episodes because they didn't have Twitter or Facebook then. That shows how long ago it was. (laughs) Quick fire news roundup. (coughs) Quick, you're all fired. Sanctuary renewed for fourth season, but back to 13 episodes after 20 in season three. Terry Pratchett's Unseen Academicals to be the fourth Discworld TV adaptation. Mm-hmm. Primeval slowly recovering ratings back towards Primeval. 4 million in overnights. Battlestar Galactica Online MMO nears release. Gameplay trailers in the wild. Why did you put on a voice when we all did it sensibly? <laughs> You've been sensibly. told about your voices. We've both been yes. told about our voices. You mustn't do it. Don't have a voice. <laughs> You stop licking the microphone. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, five. Oh. Already under serious consideration. Oh, oh dear. Let's try four first. Mm, yeah. Have Three you seen eight. the trailer for four? <laughs> yeah. I saw the 2G mm. trailer. And, um, 2D one, jo- I've seen the 3D one. Well, Johnny Depp has the, the rum bottle and he pushes mm. it towards the screen and back. Now, obviously, for four, that, that's for 3D. Yeah. But mm. when you only see it in 2D, he looks so embarrassed. <laughs> He's having the 2Ds. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about Johnny Depp and the word rum is it's very much like um, Rowan Atkins.
Wilkinson and the word Bob. Bob, Bob. Only he can say it mm. the way he says it. Yeah. <laughs> so, any anyone with any oh, addendums? Oh, yes. Um, yep. Superman is going to be played by an English actor. Yes. Mm. Yeah, really? Yes. Um, not David Tennant. Not, no, no. no. <laughs> I, for the life of me, have forgotten his name, but he's been mm. in the Tudors yes. recently, and he's very handsome. Oh, um, not James Frain. No, but he was... He Christopher was in, Biggins. No. <laughs> no. He's been classed Tudors. as the unluckiest actor in Hollywood because he missed out on James Bond, Spider-Man and Batman. And he's also got Superman, which is apparently cursed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. James Frayne, he was in that very f- in a sort of fine movie, Tron Legacy, which, <laughs> which Christopher Tookie of the Daily Mail. <sighs> it isn't him, actually. It is uh, Henry Cavill. That's Ooh. the one. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Mm. Which has now made almost you know, $350 million. <laughs> Christopher Tookie is now in counselling. Mm. And it's all down to you. I know. Well done, that man. Thank you, I fake, have... uh, thank you fake Keith. Two addendums. Ooh. Really? My first addendum is... Becoming Human has started mm. on, oh, has on the net. Right. I, was, I was watching first episode just before I come out. I seen the second episode and of it yet. concerns the young vampire in the second episode. La, Again, la, 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 that, la. That's all I'm saying <laughs> for people who haven't seen it. Any right. good? For a first episode, not yeah, too bad. Not too bad. Mm. Not too bad. Uh, my second addendum is they are turning a book which I've quite enjoyed into a film. Joy Potentially, no, not joy of sex. <laughs> uh, madness of angels. <laughs> oh, they have. Of they they have uh, signed the deal to make it into a film. Ooh, that should be good. What's her ending cash name? Madness, madness the angels. madness of angels. Oh, okay. By uh, Kate Griffin. Very good right. book. Yeah. Read it. I recommend if you get a chance, read it. It's very. Addic- it's got a very strong Neverwhere vibe going Addictive through. Addictive book, the kind of book that's written that the, that basically you start reading the first few words, it gets hold of you and says you are not putting me down mm, now. Yeah. <laughs> so they get ruined the film then. Probably. Yeah. Pretty so much, yeah. in the Tudors, who is this James? What character did James Cavill play? He plays one of the king's courtiers, Robert someone or other James Frayne plays Thomas Cromwell mm, that's right yeah. 24 episodes but Henry Cavill who's in 38 is Charles Brandon I think he's for the chop mm. most people are yeah, mm. so one of the main characters the second main character after it's Henry VIII nothing you should have seen what they did to Anne Boleyn what did they do to her chopped her head off chopped her head off what did they do with it Played footy, probably. with it, yeah. Because yeah. they knew in about 500 years' time, Crawley would be playing Man United <laughs> in the FA Cup fifth round at Old Trafford. Uh, so um, they thought they'd better get a bit of practice in. Hello? <sighs> Staggering Stories Podcast 100 coming soon. Pervert. Right, we're all going to Gallifrey mm-hmm. pretty soon, mm. except for Crumbly. <laughs> we're going to take a cardboard cut out of Crumbly. Yes. And we're going to drink hard cider and watch hard people talk. Cider, <laughs> yes. None of your soft nonsense. Harder water. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been challenged to a quiz by. The Doctor Who Podcast. The yeah. Doctor Who Podcast, yes. Cool. So, so being rubbish. We've decided to get a little bit of practice in. <laughs> I am I so much us. rubbish, there is actually television records of yes. how rubbish I am. <laughs> Only two of us are allowed to play, so the four of us now are going to have a... Only two? Yeah. There's only two of them, so two uh, on two. Right. Mm. Are going to have a contest to see which two of us are the least rubbish. Crumbly will be... The adjudicator. That's the word. Quizmaster. Yeah. Adjudicator. 
and welcome to this, the Staggering Stories Pre-Gallifrey Quiz Night. Mm. <laughs> I'm Crumbly, Bamba Gascoigne without the smarm. Or <laughs> <laughs> right. <Well>, the hair. <laughs> Ow. Ooh. Ooh, the dashing good looks. <laughs> can, can we strike them down two points for insulting you? Oh no! <laughs> down. down, yes. <laughs> without further ado, launching into question one. All right, buzzers at the ready. In the episode, Smith and Jones, what is unusual about the rain outside Martha's Hospital? <gasps> Keith. Ooh, it's going upwards. Second there. <laughs> yeah, points to Keith. Raining up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question two. Who tried to turn themselves into Time Lords? <gasps> oh, Keith, again. Family of blood? No. Right, uh, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You lose points on nine. No, what I, was say, I was going to say the family. Oh, of blood. I can't remember what they are. I can remember the episode, but I can't remember what they are. Uh, Mordrin. Yeah, yeah. Mordrin's oh, undead. Yeah. undead. Oh. Point to Adam. Yeah. Right, question number three. King Peladon seemed to have a very special affection for the planet Earth. Why? <laughs> he was he, a pervert. His mother was a uh, earthen <laughs> human. <laughs> His mother was a hooker. <laughs> he took it up against walls with sailors. <laughs> yes, because his mother was an earthwoman. Aww. And his father smelt of elderberries. <laughs> Question number four. Right, I need exact answers. Oh. What four types of robots were to be found on the sand miner? <laughs> Karen. Vox, Supervox, Dums and D84. Mm-hmm. And what role was D84? He was a spy for the company. Mm, very well done. Yeah. Was he an Ultravox? Boom! Mm. Oh, Vienna! <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number five. According to Lady Cassandra, there's an old Earth saying, never trust a nun. Never trust a cat. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well interjected. Thank you. Okay, question number six. How did Theodore Maxtable and Edward Waterfield accidentally bring the Daleks to the 19th century? Keith. By experimentation into static electricity? Yep. Um, yes. That's very smart of you. They're rubbing balloons against their head. They were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't you hate it? Like, when you're rubbing a balloon against your head at a party and a Dalek appears. Yeah. <laughs> happens every time. It does. It doesn't happen to Keith and Crumbly because they have no hair. <laughs> Not my heads, anyway. Can we deduct another point? <laughs> yes. Deduct another point. Right, Karen, minus one point. <laughs> I could win here without actually answering the question. <laughs> OK, question number seven. Mm. On his first visit to Earth, where did the Master's TARDIS materialise? Gene. Uh, a tra- a traveller's uh, circus. Mm, could I have a little bit more? It, it was a, It turned up as a traveller's tent at a circus. I can't remember more than that. It was a caravan at a circus. Mm, OK, I'll give you that. It's Luigi Rossini's circus. Oh, yeah. oh come on, there was a circus! <laughs> God, he was very harsh to you. Though. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> OK, question number eight. Name the astrologer at the court of San Marino who was the leader of the Brethren of... Hieronymus? Yep. I thought it was Bert. <laughs> I was going to say Bert, mm. but... Anonymous Bert. <laughs> yeah. Bert. <laughs> Question number nine. In the episode Bad Wolf, Captain Jack discovers in front of millions of viewers <laughs> that a defabricator does exactly what it says... <gasps> What's the question? 
<laughs> no, well, not as yet to fart as an answer. I just got very excited about the idea of Captain Jack. <laughs> um, I heard it from over here. Face off. No. Um, Shrini and Susanna. Mm-hmm. As robots. Yes. What does the defabricator do? It takes away all your clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what it it's says exactly on the tin. Exactly what it says on the tin. Mm, that's generous on there. Mm, <laughs> he, had to, he had to be generous to me because it was really harsh to Gene. <laughs> so he had to balance it out. Okay. Okay, question number 10. Why did King Klieg awaken the dormant Cybermen in their tombs? Uh, to help him take over the Earth, to uh, give power to the people. Uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the logistics. To the people! Uh, the, 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 the order of logistics. Mm, yeah, that's near enough. He intended to use the Cybermen in his, brother, in brother. his brotherhood of logicians in attempt to gain power. Mm. Really <laughs> glad you got that right, because I'd got it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Oh, no, 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 come on, you're taking the pee. If you get this right, oh, <laughs> you're you just... rather premature. <laughs> <laughs> Question it's a common number... problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was... And it slipped. <laughs> Another common problem. <laughs> okay, question number 10. No, question number 11. Oh, yes. What was the purpose of the Inferno Project? Karen. To flood the world with eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Any answers? Uh, oh, right, Keith. I pressed, I pressed. Who's, who's number Karen? two then? Number uh, two. Ah. Keith was second. It was to find alternate energy sources and deep under the Earth's crust. Yes, but what energy source? Mm. Uh, gas. I think that was it. I can't Did pronounce. No, Some... it, was, it was just to get energy from under yeah, the yeah. Earth. Something the beginning Earth's with S. Stuntleman mm. gas or whatever. The exact answer was to penetrate the Earth's crust <laughs> and tap pockets of Stallman's gas. Stallman's gas. He mm. should get that. That was, yeah. that was, that was yeah. just my teeth getting in the way. <laughs> I've already decided he should be one of the people because he remembers some really <laughs> odd crap. <laughs> right, question 12, a nice easy one for you. <laughs> Rose Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> a very good answer, but completely wrong. <laughs> Which Doctor Who assistant most recently got on your wick? Amy <laughs> Pond got him? No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't change it into a well-known phrase and then reverse it. <laughs> can can have points on? <laughs> Question number 12. The Doctor has often had to fight against renegade Time Lords. Name three of them. <laughs> Who was that? Keith. Uh, mm. I was quick there. Than no, actually, for Keith, name four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can do that. Um, the Master, mm-hmm. whatever his real name is. Morbius, uh, the Rani. Not one of the answers I've got. She's a she renegade time lord. She's a renegade time lord. Yeah. Okay. And the secondary generation of the Master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meddling monk. Castellan. Possibly you could include Barusa because he mm, did yeah. go slow, slightly renegade at the yeah, end. You could have had yeah, uh, yeah. the master, the meddling monk, the war chief. Oh, forgot about the war Omega, chief. Morbius, oh Chancellor Goth, or Castellan Kellner. And the Rani. Yeah. The Rani. Definitely the Rani. Kellner. Maybe, maybe that was from the book which was before the Rani turned up. It might have been. Kellner? Yeah. My nephew had to ask me who the um, who, who Omega, Omega was, and is he anything to do with the actual Doctor Who mythology? Because he only saw him in the recent series. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd have called Kellner more a snivelling welt rather than. Focus on so... silly things. <laughs> Concentrate on the task in hand. Kellner. Mm. 
fed up of having to tell you that. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards. <laughs> Question number 13. Ooh. How were the crotons on the planet of the Gons finally destroyed? I'm sorry, there's a joke there, but <laughs> yeah, there I'm, is... not, I'm not pressing the button. Oh, um... <laughs> they got blowed up? Mm, no. Right, Keith, yes. No, it all... He put something in their uh, fluid. Um, <laughs> you should see the hand movements. In their crystal bath, he put some... <laughs> These hand moves, they're even better. <laughs> he looks like um, the, what they call the te- tractators. Yeah, you know, when they look like they're about it to was, fall over. It, it was some form of something, some acetone or acid or something. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was sulfuric acid. Well uh, done. It's very them, clever of you. Cause them to dissolve. You don't have to say that anymore. You're going to you're going to be one of the team. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question number fourteen. In the episode Love and Monsters uh, <laughs> Elton informs his webcam, I like football, I like a drink, I like Spain, but what does he really, really ELO. Yep. Do you know what an ELO is? Uh, electronic uh, light orchestra, electric light, light orchestra. orchestra. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, that one. Do you know what an ELO is? I'm an ELO. Just seeing if you'd head off into computer land there. It's a little electronic locator orifice. Orifice. Had to be orifice in there somewhere. Electronic located orifice. Okay, final question number fifteen. Name Monarch's two colleagues who the Doctor and his friends met. Name who? Ooh. Name Monarch's yeah. two colleagues. I remember one of them. Oh, yeah, damn. Is, was that me? Uh, well, Keith buzzed in first. Enlightenment? Mm-hmm. Ah, sure. Uh, persuasion. Yeah. Persuasion. Yep. Persuasion, That's I remember it. persuasion. Yeah. Right, just tote up the scores. <laughs> It's pretty clear. Yeah, I think maybe I, Keith may be in there. I, I, I suspect that famous firm of solicitors, Dun and Dun. I think you should do it. I answered one question. I got two? Was it three? That's only because you were slow on the buzzer. Often happens with women your age. <laughs> it used to happen to me when I wasn't this age. <laughs> When was the 20th right, so, anniversary? So Keith got 14. 25 years ago, was it? And Jean got one. Yes. 25 years ago, I was slow on the bus. <laughs> He's a frenzy of figures and paper over there. <laughs> Just say, Keith, one. Calculator. <laughs> well, we need two people, so we need to know who comes second. You and Jean. Were you and Adam? No. The two winners. The two winners. It's the two winners. You know a lot more than the other two. <laughs> right. Okay. In fourth place. Uh, we have Jean. You played to lose. I did not. You cheated. Did I not Apeth. press my button? Yes, but you waited 0. 0.6 of a millisecond. <laughs> yes, in fourth place with one point. Coming up the rear. Jean. <laughs> in third place with two points, Adam. Two. Oh, shit. <laughs> in second place with four points, we have Karen. And storming head with eight points, it's Keith. Yay. Yay! So there we have it, our two likeliest contenders. No, I, 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 I would Adam now, to do it. I would now like to withdraw my. Uh... Too late. No. <laughs> Too late. It's binding. 
Fair right way of doing it. Oh, that's so sad. That's really, really yep, sad. Yeah, but at least we stand a somewhat of a chance of actually winning. Yeah. Well, no, that's no, the important no, we, thing. We, we stand an excellent chance of winning. I plan to cheat. Tech room, we took it. <laughs> and upon that note, this is me, Quizmaster Crumbly, saying good night. Boom, ding, 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 Stop open university music now. Uh, also, we should say if you have any questions for us, send them to chip at two minute time lord. It's quiz at two minute time lord dot com. Yeah. And then send the answers to us. Yes, please. Really, really, Really obscure questions and then give us the answers. We'll buy you some hard cider. <laughs> Ooh, hard. hard cider. Like, what was the name of the second Dalek on the left in the back row of when the Daleks invade? That kind of weird question. <laughs> it was Eric. Bert was still uh, on the left. Yeah, right, yeah. Easy mistake. Yeah. Which one was the Dalek? Cuddles was at the front. Ah, oh, right. We put the proper promo yep. right now. From the dawn of podcasting, we came. Moving silently down through the RSS feeds, managing many secret Twitter accounts, struggling to reach the time of Gallifrey One, when the few who are willing will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you. Because apparently we don't publicize our podcasts well enough, but that's not the point. The point is, there's going to be a nerd fight throwdown at Gallifrey One, and I need your help. The Doctor Who podcast and staggering stories are going to meet mano a mano a mano a mano. It's a two-on-two, no-holds-barred trivia fight, and I need your questions because I'm moderating. Please send me your best, your most difficult, your most gnarly television episode-based trivia question. That's right, they've all got to be tied to televised Doctor Who. Email me your questions and your answers to quiz at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com. That's quiz at TwoMinuteTimeLord.com. I'll take the best questions, put them together, and fling them at the Doctor Who podcast and Staggering Stories contestants, and we'll see who walks out of Gallifrey 1 alive. Send in those questions. I need them by February 10th. Captain's log, stardate 2011.99. On our way through the neutral zone, Lieutenant Uhura picked up a strange signal coming from the vague direction of Earth. When she ran it through the translator, it read Staggering Stories Podcast 100 coming soon. Right, in between not revising for quizzes and getting <laughs> overexcited about football matches, we've been watching DVDs. Mm, we mm-hmm. have indeed. Oh, we've oh. been watching a rather important DVD, given this we is have. the 99th podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been watching the 99th mm. episode. Story. Story. Well, yes, yeah, story. The Pirate Planet. <laughs> Oh, 
God, it was awful. As Stones, <laughs> as Stones of Blood was officially accepted as the 100th episode, and this is the one that's mm. before Stones of Blood, this Stones 4 makes it the 99th episode. Good, okay, I'll take that. 99th story, yeah. She, she's off Stop again. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's in the middle of the key to time series. Second, Second story. Yes, okay. that's a time. Yeah. Middle was sort of rough, you know. Very rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's written by Douglas Adams. Mm, yes, yes. Sir Stop mm. Two. Yeah. yeah. Blimey. Did you notice the blatant rip-off of a hitchhiker's line in there? <laughs> well, I think it's the first formation of a hitchhiker's line that will be later be used in Hitchhiker. Which, which well, line was sure. that? As the doctor's going... The, along the escalator. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. be cruel. I'll never be cruel to a proton in a nuclear particle mm. again. <laughs> Accelerator. An electron in yeah. a particle yeah. Well, I don't know. I was <laughs> bored <laughs> rigid by that point. Which, I'm not <laughs> sure. When, when was, yeah. hitch, was Hitchhiker's before or after, or at the same time? Roughly the same time that he's writing mm. about the same yeah. time yeah yeah so, so which things. came first i know but i have to say i didn't think much of baker's delivery of that one. no, no i no. think um it could have said some, says it much better mm. could have something to do with the coleslaw but on his no, face that no was a bite. that was a bite, bite. Well, or the dog mm. bite that tended to distinguish whether or not they'd filmed it close to the dog bite being yeah. fresh or <laughs> later on it yeah. being healed because yeah. i noticed it did i'm not yeah. sure i'm not sure whether we had the dog bite in Rebus operation. We did, a yeah, little bit, but, yeah. But yeah. There, there, was, how can, there was a scene where he smacked his face against the console yeah. as if to explain the, yeah. uh, the yeah. mark. But I know I, between seasons he actually got bit by a dog on the top lip. I thought it was herpes. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. So the synopsis, mm. a quick synopsis for those that haven't oh, seen yeah. it. Go on, then. The Doctor and Romana find the second segment of the key to time has been on the planet... Califax. Yes. yes. Mm. Yet they arrive on the planet Xanax, dun, dun, which dun. has been hollowed out and fitted with hyperspace engines, allowing its insane half-robot captain to materialise it around smaller planets and plunder their resources. Ooh. So they do kind of land on Califax. Yeah. Just, it's just been shrunken. Yeah. And I'd, I'd just like to point out the, the captain. Yep. Don't you know that they wanted to cast Brian Blessed? Oh, yes. <laughs> <That was great. laughs> yeah. Mr. Fibulae! By the sainted beard of the Sky Demon! <laughs> I swear one of his curses began with, yeah, by the parrot of... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Sky Demon, yeah. Mm. By the parrot of the Sky Demon! As, as was quite common at this point, you had some mysterious other people involved. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. yes. The ma- yes. Was it menti- Mentites? Mentites? Mentites. 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 Which are telepathic beings, which seem to be a running theme through this kind of yeah. era. There was yeah. usually telepathic creatures uh, or beings really? of something okay. on uh-huh. They episodes. just looked like they needed a really good night's sleep. They, they did, did. didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Baggy eyes. Huh? Mm-hmm. So one, one of the things I did have to complain about them is you were fa- fairly rapidly got the idea that they were psychic beings, had awesome, fantastic psycho powers, <laughs> and were mentally proficient. Yeah. But every time they needed to do something, it was quick. Brothers, let us gather together and focus our mental powers. We know you've got mental powers. You don't need to tell us everything. And you shouldn't have to tell each other because you'd know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they're meant to be a no, I mean, Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing is, I mean, um, at the beginning of the episode where the young man is right, lying in bed going, oh. Yeah, seemed to be enjoying himself yeah. far too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, remi- it just reminded yeah. me of the Tomorrow People where, yes. I mean, they call it breaking out. <laughs> it was yeah. about the same time, actually, mm, yeah. as the yeah. Tomorrow People as well, this they had different meaning tomorrow, people. <laughs> 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 One thing that leapt to mind immediately watching the Pirate Planet, 
None of the guards could shoot. Oh, oh God. I was going to say, had they all gone they to the, the stormtroopers' school? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that kid picked up the yeah, gun. We, made, we, we counted, didn't we? Yeah, we he probably never picked up a gun before in his life, and he took out three of them. Yeah, because he was standing <laughs> upright in open ground. It doesn't and matter. They couldn't all the hit they him. Couldn't, no, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of reason for that. Well, yes, I suppose if they killed everyone straight off, their awesome mental powers meant to be a deflecting beam. This was. I can understand. One that, of the mentions. Yeah, this the, was just a normal, normal. normal, normal it was. Uh, it happened. They, right. the, the kid picked up the gun and took out two guards when there was no mentats around, mm. and this guy was standing up there in the middle of nowhere, no terror, t- no cover around him, Too and the cards still couldn't hit him. <laughs> yeah, I also yeah. want to know where her mum had got those white trousers, because she's wearing <laughs> white trousers and white boots, she's going through muddy p- fields, yeah. she's going into a mine, mm. and not, not a mar- one bit of mud on it. I, I want to know where you get sort of mm. like dirt Gallifrey. reflecting. Yeah, it's, but it's there Gallifrey was a clothing, bigger so. mystery than that. Mm. The mysterious line of dolly mixtures. Oh, oh yes. yes. Every time the doctor tried to distract one of the guards in the hover speeder by throwing a bag of jelly babies on the car, there suddenly appeared a line of um, liquid I did like the first time he did that because he pulled out uh, a jelly baby or a dolly mixture a, as if he was pulling out a pin a from a grenade, grenade and then yeah. threw it. I think it, they were meant to have fallen out as it was... Yeah, but they, they yeah. fell out in a perfect line, line all the way out of the door. Around the, the and, was, and he was oh, throwing jelly babies and these were dolly mixtures. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the thing was, whenever they tried to steal an air car, the guard in it was fast asleep. Yeah. 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 And when he followed them, it was like that family guy with James Wood. Yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. There were some bits on that made me laugh. I noticed at one point with the chair, actually up on the headrest, there's a little red piece of tape that says um, front chair. That's still <laughs> Didn't that. And yeah. there's one scene where yeah. the Mr. Fibuli is doing some bits and pieces and you've got a shot of Mr. Fibuli. You go back to the captain and you've got the windows at the back and someone runs very hurriedly <laughs> across the back. Oh, on, on, now, on, I think he's supposed to be going down the stairs yeah. into mm. shop but his legs seem to be in the wrong side of the, the glass <laughs> and that and oh dear. there's no reason for him to be legging it <laughs> oh speaking of glaring anachronisms mm. um, I think there's one scene I think it's where um, the doctor is locked in, in one of the rooms and if you look to you know, by the side of the door there's an old style telephone 1970s yeah. telephone yeah. handset yeah. on the wall and then when they when they go back to that point, mm. it's gone. It's, it's covered up with a pretend mm. control panel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a little dial thing in the, yeah. in the middle, wasn't well, it? Well, the 1970s wall-mounted. Yeah. I think that telephones. actually was the edge of the... Uh, the stage edges. Oh, right. So that probably mm. really was yeah. the no, telephone, so. <laughs> which connected up to the gallery somewhere. Mm. On, on the point of Mr. Feebly, going back a bit, mm. I'd like to point out that I c- couldn't help thinking of Wayland Smithers. Yeah, yeah no, he Mr. was yeah. doing everything and yeah. getting none of the credit. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was a little touch that I quite liked, which I thought hark, the new series obviously harked back to it. Oh, yes. yes. Which was when they're, um, the Doctor's being taken for his little walk around the planets and sort of like... But that planet disappeared. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hearts mm. back to Journey's End, and when the, all the all the, all the planets disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. I think actually Califrax is mentioned in Journey's End. Uh, oh, is Stolen it? Earth oh, right. oh, as yeah. one of the okay. planets that is now missing again. Yeah, oh. Oh. missing again. <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah, again. Yeah. Before so, it was taken by the uh, yeah. 
yeah. so, so it's been reconstituted. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's yeah. one. I could be mistaken. I'm willing to admit that. Well, but I think it's one of the planet, uh, planets. That it could have been missing and then mm. gone back and yeah. then been mm. taken and yeah, it's one of the planets that the tenth Doctor builds on. I'm trying to think of something. We've really panned this, and I'm trying to think of something good to say. I like the idea of the temporal barriers to keep the Queen alive for the last seconds of her life while her body sort of somehow turns from hologram to solid, which I didn't completely get. I have one last thing to pan. Go one on. It has to be mentioned. I've got yeah. one other thing to pan. Yeah. The guards. <laughs> were they or were they not all wearing gimps outfits? <laughs> <laughs> I reminded of Blake Seven. Oh, yeah, that reminded me so much of Blake Seven. All the studs. Yeah. 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 Well, the trouble is, I had just watched, beforehand of this, I had just watched uh, Being Human. Ah, which, which did crumbly. feature mm. a gimp, someone dressed up in a gimp suit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've not yeah. seen that one yet. Oh, it is after nine o'clock, so you're okay. Yeah, oh, it's okay. And the parrots. Oh, I, love, I love the when, scene with K9 and the parrot when he yeah, brings it's, it's it like back in his dog. mouth. Yeah. But I mean, when the parrot yes. went absolutely postal, yes. it was flying around and it was looking yes. for all the world like it was pooing on it people. Yeah. The laser the, um, beams the were the coming out. Yeah. 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 I, I have to admit, I was quite disappointed. Whilst I love that, it was a brilliantly comic mm. scene. I liked the fact that the parrot took off. You heard the screaming, and mm. you didn't no. quite know how the parrot killed them. No. And then you see him doing this, as you say, poos. sort of like <laughs> electronic yeah. poos. It would have been nice if they managed some way of not seeing how the parrot yeah. killed them yeah. kind of style, <laughs> keeping that, yeah. ooh, mystery well, to it's it. It's very much like Terminus and seeing what the um, the Garm looks like. Yeah, It would have yeah. been a lot better if you yeah. just had hints, yeah. like the red I think, eyes and I think this is a case not like of Hector. the... Yeah. Uh, I think this is a case of the pantomime dinosaur. It looks spectacular mm. on paper. paper. Yeah. But when they come to actually... It's rubbish. ...realise it. <laughs> yeah. I think the acting by the, the guy that played the captain is very good because the character is really interesting because you very quickly get the feeling that he's not the bad guy he's made out. And obviously, by the end of it, you realise he's, he he's the servant yes. oh, yeah. to the yeah. queen. Yeah. And I thought that, that was very well done, the way the, the captain was done and, you know, yeah. all this bluster with Fibuli. Fibuli is mm. his only real Well, when Fibuli friend. dies at the end, you could tell, you know, they were friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. It was quite an interesting idea. Literally, this this vampiric planet, basically, yeah. that mm. just mm. absorbs the world. I didn't well. understand mm. fully why all of a sudden Earth was threatened. Because and it has because they needed a certain <laughs> mineral. But to... why did it have to be Earth? Because because Earth. Apparently that's where they only found this mineral. Mm, quartz. Yeah, yeah. Which actually was quartz. But, you know, I can understand using Earth as a means of um, getting the tension going, oh, no, we're in danger, but it was like episode three. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if there was any tension to be had, it had already been had. There was no mm, need milk. to chuck Earth yeah. in. Yeah. Why not just make it Gallifrey? Yeah. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, watching it, it did remind me a bit of, yeah, when we used to say about the wobbly sets and yes. that. There was, there was, okay, no sets wobbled. I know sets only wobbled. Well, there, was one. there, there, there life, was one that sounded decidedly wooden. There's, yeah, there's a few point. that looked like they were plywood, but as a yeah. rule, they don't tend to yeah. wobble in that, but it did have that kind of like look we remember. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the um, you, you compare the the miniature work to this of this to miniature work from just a couple of years earlier, and 
the couple of years earlier looked so much better. Mm. Mm. You know, the, the, the long shots of the city and the flying car going over. I physically winced at that. <laughs> that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. the, the bridge looked, from oh, long distance, the bridge looked high co- but, uh, quality. But, yeah. but it, you could do a better if flying car effect with a computer, just a laptop now, and yeah, no oh, particular yeah. skills. No, of course. <laughs> but, I, I mean, like- some... The, the min- comparing the miniatures, I think the budget was cut, or it just wasn't there for that one. Yeah, well, they were just rubbish. Oh, I think they were rushed as well. Yeah. So I think also the deadly dudley music. You can understand mm-hmm. why <laughs> JNT insisted everything was done electronically mm. in about a year or two's time. I, I quite liked the the whole um, the wealth to the population to keep them all subdued. Every now and then, we yeah, you, know, you land on this planet and you let them have all the diamonds and rubies. Yeah. It's almost mm. like buying off your yeah. popular. Mm. The people aren't going to ask too many questions. No one's going to look too deep. Yeah, I, it wasn't pulled out very much, but there was almost like that that little commercial like, you yeah. know, mm. public bribery going if it's on. So common these stones, they're just worthless. They are. They're big, that's, well, that's you know, it, they were yeah. lying around the street. They were mm. nothing more than pretty mm. trinkets. Kids. Yeah, so how rich were they really? Yeah. Well, they talk about having nice clothes. Yeah. They looked horrible to me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I took it to mean that you know um, the what the captain declares. Um, what did they call it? Golden age. Golden age. New gold age. And it wasn't yeah. just mm. gold and silver and gems that they mm. found, but there were useful minerals as the, well. For, and you get the yeah. impression that they actually got to work, got to do something. Yeah. You know, mm. well they they were working the equipment, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But as I said, the the mines start up again, so they're they're gamefully employed. They're yeah. not just sitting around yeah. one of my favourite lines though was um, right at the beginning when the doctor was trying to attract attention and canine said you better let mistress do it and Romana <laughs> mm. stops someone and That's talks it. to them mm. and canine said it's because she's prettier than you <laughs> <laughs> yes but going back to what you were saying about the mines I mean at least they could have made a model of a sort of futuristic mining complex <laughs> yeah. as opposed to some ancient yeah, sort of worn out Welsh colliery I mean, well that, that is something that I noticed that there was a lot of different locations in mm. this because you had the moorland you had the studio base mm, and you had right. the yeah. conneries so the nuclear power station nu- nuclear power mm, station yeah, yeah they were all over the place mm. with this one and wasn't that moorland a bit soggy <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes but, but the manas trousers reflects everything <laughs> one brush and it's clean that's it two, two bits of useless information I found out about this particular episode mm-hmm. V. Delmar, who played Queen Xanthia, the elderly yep. oh, yeah. one that's yeah, in yeah, hypostasis. Apparently, the actress asked for extra payment for the removal of her false teeth while she was on yeah. screen. <laughs> really? Yeah, and she died on set. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nobody <Ouch>. noticed. <laughs> and David Warwick, I can't remember which character he played in it. Chemus. Oh, right, Chemus. so that's yes, the young Chemus. lad. That's, yeah. the, that's the, the gun-toting young lad. Yeah. And David Warwick, who played Chemus, later played the police commissioner in Army of Ghosts. Ooh. Yes, 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 I can see them. Yes. Didn't he look like like John Craven? Oh, yeah, that's what he thought it was at one point. (laughs) John Craven. It's a 70s hairstyle. Yeah. John Craven would have been young enough to play the part back then. Yeah, he would have been. I I actually quite enjoyed it. And it... They're not as fast-paced as the no. stories are no, now. No, definitely not. Um, no. And it is a different time, but I, I do quite enjoy those stories sometimes. <laughs> they are guilty quite pleasure. Nice. Yes, they have yeah, a guilty I think, pleasure. I, I think it's definitely... It had enjoyable moments. 
but I had to work mm. to get yeah. to them. I, it, it, I could tell I was enjoying it because I physically tried to put myself to sleep and it, and it didn't work. Yeah. No, really? I think it's yeah. the advent of the Tom Baker comedy half hour. It, yes. It's the beginning of it. It's the beginning of it. Yeah. I mean, I think next couple of episodes you've got Power of the Crawl with them wandering around with green painted skin and I mm. think that's point the period mm. when I right. physically considered turning it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're... we're at the beginning of the com- com- Tom Baker comedy half yeah. hour. This one isn't so naff you want to turn it no, off. No, But you know it was so much better. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, this is the beginning of the sickness. Yeah, I found it quite tough going. I had yeah. to really work. Mm-hmm. It's just keeping watching it. <laughs> yeah. Not going to the laptop and doing something else. <laughs> oh, I actually yeah. was on the laptop doing something else oh. while I was part yeah, of I, 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 not to. I actually watched this twice, I've got to admit, because I didn't think we were going to watch it together. So I, I watched it on the laptop about uh, Sunday afternoon, and I did fall asleep. (laughs) And then I watched it again Sunday night after uh, being human. I have to give props, though, to Mary Tam. I think she did a great oh, job. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cut glass, yeah. crystal English. And they were good enough to give her proper lines. She, yes. she was the Doctor's equal in yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why it also went, started to go downhill as well a little bit, because by this point, Tom Baker had lost touch with reality <laughs> had no longer tom he baker but he was the doctor yeah, yeah. suddenly you've speaking, got this yeah. very strong female character mm. in there who is also a time lord and you start to get the feeling that he's trying to make sure that he is still the camera's still yeah. on him mm. he's the one that's still the main main lead he gets the best playing up. and up even if, yeah it's yeah. that's playing up even if it's sort of like playing the fool you, I'd have hate to have thought who would win if you put him and John Barrowman in a room oh. together as to who's going to steal yeah. the scenes from who. But it is almost that kind of yeah. wanting yeah. to steal the scenes all the time because this is my show, yeah. it's about me, it's got my name on the tin. Mm. You get that little element yeah. coming in, I think, with, with Romana. Anything else? Worth a watch. Mm. It does yeah. stand up on its own, even though it's part of the key to time. It's not like some of the stories where... Yeah, they're, they are. It's it's more like they are now, where you have a running theme yeah. through them, but the stories can be watched on their individual merits. You can watch this one on its own, without the key to time, but actually interfering too much mm. in it. Not the classic it should have been, I think. Doug's Adams, some great ideas in there. The execution fell down a yeah, lot. I think, <laughs> I think again, his um, scope exceeded his reach mm. with this, one. and apparently he. He's been quoted as saying he was disappointed with uh, people playing up to the humour. Yeah. They should have downplayed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun episode to watch. I mean, scenery chewing rating of about four, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, OK, there's plenty of hamming up and mugging to camera, but oh, it wasn't yeah. quite sort of, um, well, Paul Darrow. Paul Darrow. <laughs> 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 anyway, you... Oh, I know what we haven't done. What haven't we done? We haven't said hello. To the head of Pertwee. <gasps> oh, my God. Hello, head, head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, 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 hello. What are you, what are the actions? He did the actions <laughs> over there. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 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 hello, very There was a little small. 
pelvic thrusting covers the male's Live on Hilda, nom nom One Amy seems to be looking up a Dalek skirt. <laughs> okay. The other is surrounded, Ooh. and they're being overseen by dangerous mm, Churchill. Yeah. Ah, good, good, good. This house is obscene. Yes, it is. <laughs> what do you expect? I mean, come on. She oh, looks yeah. like she's touching. Um, Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> she's playing with its sucker. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the other Amy. Oh, what's she doing? You don't um, want to know. Can I ask, when, when um, Amy leaves, <laughs> yes. is there a special helpline going to be set up just for Adam? <laughs> just for Adam, yeah. <laughs> if you are distressed by any mm. events that have taken well, place in this episode, think, we'll look at me, I'll help you. and come round no, and hug no, him as he rocks. Personally, <laughs> I think when Amy leaves, the actress for some peculiar reason, will never be heard of again. We'll go mm. missing, and there'll be a special <laughs> yes. room that we're not allowed to go no, in. We'll never be yeah. allowed in the TV room again. Ooh, it will be now be called there. the Amy Pond, Pond room. room. <laughs> so I'm just reminded of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. This worries me. If he ever says, I'm getting a pond for the back garden, <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the police. First he puts Ooh. the lotion on its back. You lovely people, you've all been writing to us. Yay! Yay. Thank you, thank you, and thank, thank you, you, and thank oh, you. thank you, and yes, you most especially. We thank you from Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. M. Mr. M says, my God, you're all completely mad. <laughs> yes. yes. Hello, team! team Hello, 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 exclamation marks. I am rather late with my feedback to Podcast 97, but does it really yep. matter? Too yeah. many random capital letters here. <laughs> yes, it, full stop, does. First of all, I'd like to review Doctor Who, The Beast Below. Yes. This story was very mm. clever, but when it was first broadcast, you had trouble understanding a few tiny bits. But watching it again, it made total sense. Mm. What? <laughs> Unlike the letter. <laughs> Won't say too much, because I want to do some predictions later on. Best bits. Smiley face, unhappy face, angry face. Mm. Karen Gillan, Starship UK. Never interfere unless they're children crying. Karen Gillan, Amy's message to the doctor. Very clever. It's a tongue. I'm the bloody queen. <laughs> Basically, I rule. The prime minister. Which prime minister? The British one. Daleks! Right. <laughs> Podcast 97. Predictions of death. Oh. oh. Hang on a minute. Crumbly. Fake Keith. Fake Crumbly. Adam. Jean. Mm. Real Keith. Is it just me? Or was there something different there? No, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions for 2011. Woo-hoo. The series split will prove to be amazing and all TV shows will follow suit. <laughs> yes, even EastEnders. Pause himself no, a drink. Yep. What a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> The Sarah Jane Adventure series will return for another series in 2012 and will be terrible. Leaving everybody with only bad memories of what can sometimes be a rather brilliant and very childish TV show. (laughs) Tom Baker will die. (laughs) Horribly. Fears. There will be a 3D Doctor Who film. Karen Gillan will not return for Series 7. River Song will be someone that I hate. The Master, (laughs) the Rani, Rose, etc. (laughs) Heroes will return for Series 5 and will be absolutely kirap. Heroes? Hopes and dreams. Mm, No, Heroes has been shelved. Uh, Well, he didn't know this when he wrote it. 
hopes and dreams. Mm. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 will not be disappointing. (laughs) I will meet another Who star for my collection of autographs, currently one, preferably Karen Gillan. (laughs) I get to go to Gallifrey 23. Mm. Note, I remember having a few more at some point, so if I think of any, I will write in and tell you. Well, I have to go to school, so see ya. Love to fake Keith, the body of Pertwee, a.k.a. Mr. M. Mm. P.S. If you're wondering what my real name is, I might tell you on my birthday. P.P.S. I recently listened to the latest Flashing Blade podcast and heard the story about Tony's cat. Very sad. P.P.P.P.P.P.S. I'm sure there was someone else there. (laughs) Mr. M. Mm. Thank you, Mr. M. You are... A complete nutter. (laughs) Deja vu time. All over again. Hello, team. It's me, Mr. M again. Hello, Hello, Mr. M M again. Hello, Mr. M again. again. Aren't you meant to be at school? Now, this bit of feedback is going to be very long. In fact, it will be so long, but by the end of it, you won't want to kill yourself because you will already have. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's comforting. (laughs) First of all, I want to talk about Victory of the Daleks. Oh, God. The story (laughs) starts off well. World War II, Daleks and Karen Gillan. Then the new Daleks. obsession. Mm. Stop, that is not the worst part. Then the Spitfires in space. Then the dragged-out story with Bracewell. That is the worst part. Bracewell was a pretty bad character who should have been exterminated by the Ironside Daleks when they revealed he was a robot. Mm. The new Daleks, however, I love. I don't see why people hate them so much. But uh, the bit on the the back is rather bad, I will admit. And the colour. And And the fact that it seems to be made out of plastic. And B&Q Daleks. Anyway, about your latest commentary, A Christmas Carol, I have only one thing to say. Yep. Fake Keith and Jean, can you do some commentaries? Please, 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 please. No, 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 no. Can you imagine the pair of us doing commentaries? They would be slightly obscene for starters. Now, I thought I'd give my comments on Heroes, Series 4, character by character, starting with. Starting with Nathan Petrelli. Dead. Yes, dead. Very dead. At the end of Series 3, Nathan was killed by Silar, only to have his memories forced into Silar's body by Matt, which, by the way, was terribly done. Yep, bad idea. After Nathan discovers he can tell the history of objects just by touching them, (laughs) he is shot by some girl's mother, but I won't go into that. Nathan's, Silar's body is buried, only for Silar to come crawling out, but with no memory of who he really is. After being caught by the police, he meets Samuel Sullivan and his strange carnival. After spending a few episodes there, he wakes up as Nathan again, with no memory of going to the carnival. He returns home and finds Peter, discovers he is Silar, and eventually throws himself off a roof and Silar walks away, with Nathan no longer existing. Overall, Nathan has finally gone after being dead for 12 episodes, and quite frankly, I am pleased. (laughs) I have always hated Nathan, so mm, I like Nathan Petrelli. So his story arc for series 4, 9 to 10, simply because it is rather clever, and Nathan's storyline as a whole, 4 out of 10. Enough of the old and on with the new with Staggering Stories podcast number 98. He's catching up. Yes. He yep. is. Rex the Dino Runt. Primeval. Or should that be Primeval? <laughs> Episodes 1 to 4. Very good series. But I realised a few days ago how much more I preferred series 1 mm. to what the show yeah. is now. It is so totally different. Well, half the characters are dead. <laughs> yeah, new characters have been brought in. It still has Rex, though. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally. I like, I like Rex. Favourite moments? That girl on the trampoline in episode four. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was naked. Uh. 
the she moment wasn't. <laughs> wishful thinking. She was twelve. How would have been arrested? Carving over children now. The moment <laughs> <laughs> he nodded. Well, I don't know. I just I just saw the girl on the trampoline in episode four. I didn't realise how old she was. So. Oh, <laughs> she's, 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 she's actually probably about fifteen, sixteen, governor. The moments in the past from episode one. Hannah Spirit with long hair. Speaking of which, did you see her hair in episode five? It looked horrendous. And the... Mm. <laughs> the what? Anomaly. <laughs> Opening inside the dinosaur in the first episode, which was you know, good. T- I thought that was quite cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good touch, that was. 2010, what a good year it began with. Matt Smith and ended with him. My highlights were Doctor Who, Big Brother. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I can't stop watching it. Ashes to Ashes, Karen Gillan, Sherlock, Harry Potter, Karen Gillan. <laughs> I noticed the theme here. Yeah. EastEnders, Iron Man 2, Karen Gillan. <laughs> Sarah Jane Adventures, Hero, Series 4. Have I mentioned Karen Gillan? <laughs> Stop, put that gun down. <laughs> Here's an idea of my podcast number 100. Oh, yeah. You could ask your listeners to vote for their favourite podcast and then review a few things from whichever one wins. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so you I... want us to talk bollocks about us talking bollocks. <laughs> Any luck, they'll choose one that I wasn't involved in. <laughs> we can rig it. Yeah. I have recently finished first drafts of two things. Number one, a piece of feedback for Podcast 100. Yay. Which Ooh. features the title of every podcast hidden in reviews of several things. Okay. Oh, <laughs> number two, Grun- mm. number two, Grunhilde Knobnacker's Christmas Adventure Part 1. <laughs> yes, it is a staggering story. Yes, it is very good, and yes, you have to wait until Christmas for it. <laughs> if I have finished it by then. It features Mr. Dalek, heads of Pertwee and Tennant. <laughs> Galishon! <laughs> the staggering stories, flashing blade teams, and of course, Grunhilda. <laughs> so, from inside Jean's bedroom, which is plastered with posters of Matt Smith, <laughs> it's time to say farewell. Be nice to Jean, fake Keith, and Karen Gillan. <laughs> Be nice to real Keith and Jean. As usual, correct me on my spelling mistakes. I cannot wait for a podcast 100 and Gallifrey 22. I'm not going, but still. Special love to fake Keith. Yay. William Shatner, a.k.a. Mr. M. (laughs) P.S. If you're wondering what my real name is, (gasps) P.P.S. I saw an edition of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror today and it included this line from Comic Book Guy. Stop right there. I have the only working phaser ever built. Oh, yes. It was only used once to keep William Shatner from making another album. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. Mm. Thank you very much, Mr. M. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Right. I have one here. Is it from Mr. M? No. <laughs> oh, no. It from, it's from Jones. Hello, e. Jones. Hello, Jones. Hello, Jones. E. Hello, Jonesy. Jones E. E. Dear Staggers. Jonesy here again with a couple of random musings. I have never heard of Being Human before. I found your podcast, and just as I aspired to give the show a look-see, I started seeing advertisements on sci-fi, pronounced Siffy. 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 In my house now. Oh, you, you, he pronounces it Siffy in his house now. Oh, bless him. Not sci-fi. Good. Yeah, but it's so on the screen. Siffy in his house now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the for the US version, and I got <sighs> curious and anticipated its premiere. Anticipated. Now that it's been on twice, and I've watched it, and wow, I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Well, we haven't seen the US one, so I, could, no. I can't comment. I don't know if it's just off to a shaky start or if actually just 
it's just poorly written, therefore doesn't work. But neither my girlfriend nor I are feeling the show at all. Mm. I have now moved to the sure-to-be-superior British show further up on my mental... on my rental. <laughs> mental. <laughs> His mental rental. His rental queue due to the suckage of our domestic version. Suckage? That what is a brilliant a word. Suckage. 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 Yes, I will share you my thoughts after I've experienced the proper being human. Mm. Also, I rented End of Time parts one and. Will you stop doing the suckage over there? <laughs> also, I rented End of Time parts one and two last week because I had only had a chance to catch part. <laughs> no, Hackling. Catch, catch part the first half on TV. I put it in my DVD player for my girlfriend and I to watch, but I got a surprise when my six-year-old daughter wanted to watch it with us. But it was even a bigger surprise to me that she loved it. <laughs> Live-action TV shows are a mixed success with her. Some she will sit through and watch enwrapped, while a lot of shows only get ten minutes of her attention before she's bored. <laughs> she sat and watched the whole thing and offered her usual occasional commentary on the plot or the characters. Got to have a list of that. What, yeah. what her commentary yeah. on the plot and characters are. Which is a practice she only ploy, employs for shows or movies she truly enjoys. Mm. Now she wants me to rent, rent more Doctor Who's. Instead of renting, though, I think I'll just outright and buy the first Tenant series because I know now that she's crazy about it. Yeah. My girlfriend is also a rookie to the Doctor and she enjoyed End of Time too. My daughter also loves Star Wars, The Clone Wars and Ben 10 and other tunes like mm. it. But I'm glad I didn't bet any money in predicting her enjoyment of Who. <laughs> so yeah, my kiddo is now into UK's oldest sci-fi tradition and I'm damn proud. So Jones. E. E. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We have a letter here from Abby B. Hello, Abby B. B. Dear Staggerers. Hello. Fear not. Well, hello. Why? There is cider here in the US. Yes. Alcoholic Proper cider. cider. Yes. Proper cider. Yes. Alcoholic. It is usually referred to as hard oh, cider. Hard. <laughs> Non-alcoholic cider is different from apple juice in that it hasn't been filtered or clarified. You haven't had some of the apple juice and ciders, mm, either. Yeah. So that's known as flat, flat cider. cider. <laughs> it's cloudy and actually tastes like apples. A speciality autumn snack in parts of the US with apple orchards and cider mills is an apple cider donut. A donut that has apple cider, the non-alcoholic kind, in the batter. They're amazing and well worth having if you ever get the opportunity. I've heard of them and I've only heard good things. We should have to try. And can we have one of those and then one day can we try a Twinkie? Yeah. Oh, Yes, you may try a Twinkie. Also... While I'm familiar with... I just with want to know what one is. It's the only one I've seen... I've, yeah, I've heard creaming. them described, but yeah, I've never but the heard... The only one I've ever seen on the telly was... Um, I can't remember what it was on. Mm. And it was a mm. giant Twinkie. Oh, right. So, we've had them described, <laughs> and, but I've never actually had the <laughs> taste of what they taste like described. Do you want a Twinkie in your mouth? Yeah. 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 No, I can, get, I can get a fake crumbly get some. A no, Twinkie on my tongue. proper American Twinkies. We'll buy one from a store while we're there. Yeah. Also, while I'm familiar with coddled eggs, 
and it, have had them before. I'm not sure it's something you can just request in most restaurants here not, in the no. US. <laughs> I'd love finding of, them. It's like a poached egg if you yeah, wanted to. But, but that's the yeah. fun of it. <laughs> yes. I'd like a coddled egg, please. What? what? <laughs> we got hamburgers. <laughs> Since I'm not above the occasional geek-related brag, I am attaching two photos. I've oh, seen yes, we them. saw them. They're wonderful. Yes. The first photo is of a very tall, distinct-looking gentleman wearing a long coat. In a distinctive yep. coat. The second mm-hmm. one, for all our listeners who aren't watching this in pictures, mm-hmm. it was of a very distinct gentleman wearing a funny hat with a little baby wearing yeah. a funny hat. Yes. Picture one, picture the coat. One, a while back, one of the gentlemen on the show's this is one of our gentlemen. Yeah. I think he's being very polite. They're he calling is. them gentlemen. <laughs> Mentioned them that they one had and purchased two. the Abbey Shot brown coat. Uh, yes. That would be Tosser one. That's, <laughs> yes. That is definitely no, no. That's not Tosser one. That is Tosser one. <laughs> Around the same time, hey. I got their tenth Doctor coat. Oh, it's a nice Snazzy, coat, isn't it? That's a yeah. nice coat. One of, two. Yeah. Tell us about picture two. It's one Hang of the coats on. I want. Oh. But I tried to wear it often, but then when the weather here reaches seven degrees Fahrenheit. In English money, that's minus 14 Celsius. Yeah. It's not quite worth it. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not made of Gallifrey and wool. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> Picture two. Yeah. Gentlemen with cute baby both wearing silly hats. They're wearing Jane hats. In cuter news, I've recently become a dad. Congratulations. A friend made me and my daughter matching Jane hats. Yes. When a baby Jane, wears the man they call Jane. When a baby wears a hat like that, it's a sign she isn't afraid of anything. <laughs> she wore it to her first sci-fi convention last weekend <laughs> when she was six weeks old. <laughs> we can beat that. Construct number one was at a sci-fi convention six weeks before he was born. <laughs> she, he says, I believe in starting them off early. Good lad. Good lad. Anyway, like enough ramblings. Enjoy Gallifrey, Harry B. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. I always worried because you know what with us being just slightly not normal what our kids would do to rebel when they hit that age (laughs) and construct number one rebelled by becoming a football fan yes Mm. construct number two never bothered he likes the spaceships too much yeah Yeah, and how do you embarrass your parents when they've done all the things that you've thought of and more (laughs) well Ari B is about we'll find out in 10 or 15 years Mm -hmm. time when his daughter comes up with something unique (laughs) you poor man (laughs) right everyone here from Patrick hello Hello, Patrick. Patrick He says, dear head of Pertwee. Oh. And the rest of you. Oh. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Christopher Ecclestone will not get hit by a bus. <laughs> That's yep. probably a harsh thing to say. It was a tad yeah. Maybe. A tad harsh. It's far more likely that a piano will drop onto Paul McGann's head. <laughs> <laughs> radioactive piano. Oh. Anyway, great work on the recent podcasts and commentaries. Thank you. I had an yeah. idea earlier today for you regarding commentaries. Oh. Ooh. Would it not be fun to do a commentary for Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Yes. Mm. Complete with singing along. (laughs) That would probably be less good. Okay, maybe not the last bit. But since we all love it, it could be really interesting to do. I think think it's got to be done on the cards. I think that's all I've got to say. Sorry. Or perhaps you're welcome for the short one this week. I'm planning a big letter for the next one. It's apparently special in some way, I've heard. Apparently. to be with you, Patrick. Thank Thank you, Patrick. Patrick. You do realise that the 100th podcast is going to be like two to three hours an hour, which is just going to be feedback. I know. Audio feedback, preferably. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, regarding the 100th podcast, anybody who is going to Gallifrey, um, look us up, please, because not only do we want to hug you and squeeze you and be friends with you, <laughs> but we would like people to give us on-the-spot feedback into yeah. our little microphone thingy. Yeah. You could be kind of live. <laughs> Almost <laughs> live. Story. You yeah. won't be able to miss us because we've got some badass T-shirts. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think we should uh, televise it as just not dead. What? Well, they're not live, but they're not going to be dead. So won't we be won't be live. bringing him with us. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Any more feedback? Any more feedback? I have more feedback, and you have. More I have. Feedback? I have another piece of feedback from Mister M. M. What? His name was Michael. Is your name Michael? Brandon, isn't it? Ooh, Michael Brandon. He was a hunk. <clears throat> Who? But you're twelve and a half, so you know. <laughs> Hello, team. Hello, Hello. again. <laughs> Recently, I downloaded the new series trailer and phrase, freeze framed it, and noticed <laughs> and noticed several things. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Two things in particular. Thing number one: right. the bearded doctor sequence. Yeah. A few seconds before the men show up, walking up to him, and a sign says, "Do not approach the prisoner." Yeah, I've seen it. Thing two. The Lodger Tardis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Towards the left side, River Song can be seen approaching it. Either it's just her a bent leg, or she has lost her leg. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't notice that. Thing three. Writing on a wall in blood, red ink. Something tea out, and Tammy looking around. Don't know Tammy. who Tammy is. I think it's actually Amy, but he's mashed the keyboard. Right. Well, they would have helped him type that yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 mine yeah, does okay. that sometimes. Thing four: the Doctor holding a strange box with a light in it in the TARDIS. Not more blooming Pandorica oh. boxes. <laughs> thing five: Rory shutting the door on the strange doll things. Mm. Thing six: Amy with strange markings over her face. Yep. Thing seven. River Song in with the same markings as Amy, but on her arms. Mm. Thing eight, a creature, man with a huge head. <laughs> <laughs> Once we see the series, I will see if they are anything like these to be seen. I know everything, a.k.a. Mr. M. Thank you, Mr. M, for your random list. (laughs) (laughs) We have one last piece of feedback here. Who is this from? No, it's not last. Is it not last? Another one over there. And one down there, another one up there. We have a penultimate or possibly pre-penultimate, or we've got a bit of feedback anyway. Uh, Another bit. (laughs) And this is from our friend, Reese. Hi, Reese. Dear team, how are you all? Fine, 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 fine. No audio feedback. in my elbow. <laughs> no okay. audio feedback I can from rub you some this time. On that. Oh, would you? Wait yeah. till episode one hundred. Yeah. I also hope I've got this feedback to you in time for ninety nine. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Only just. Now, sacred Bob. Scared Bob. <laughs> Creased Bob. I did say Stained. I wouldn't mention. Stuck out universe. <laughs> so fake Keith. It's not my fault. Yes, it. Bleeding is. <laughs> All I have to say is that the possibility of a network change is most likely. I hope does change. You all know why. Yeah. But on even better Stargate news, I've been watching what season I've collected and I still love <laughs> all of it. Well, not the Love of Monsters, Aliens of London, World War Three type episodes. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Those kind of episodes are okay, but there are things that let them down. But the good thing with Stargate and Doctor, of course, is that there aren't that many of those episodes. Mm. You haven't watched the old Doctor Who very often, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely recommend it to anyone, and I hear El Presidente has the box set of SG-1. I do. He does. Yeah. He does. No time to watch it, but I do have it. <laughs> I like SG-1. I like the first one. Also... If you know on Facebook, you may have seen my little comment on Amanda Tapping and how gorgeous she is. (laughs) Speaking of Amanda Tapping, I've bought Sanctuary on DVD and I know you reviewed the first episode. And if you want an example of how much of a Staggering Stories fanboy that episode was, Staggering Stories Podcast 31, Tapping the Essex Girl. (laughs) As I said, I'm a fanboy. Yes. (laughs) He knows more about this Mm. podcast. I do, I know. You know the actors feel now, don't you? But I was going to say you could review some more of it. Okay, uh, definitely. Something yeah. we've got to get back we to. We should do, yeah. Yeah, I've seen about half of the season. It's pretty good, and you guys seem to enjoy it. Whether yeah. or not it's enough to review it on the show is up to you. I think oh, it is. I think we can. The season on DVD. Yeah, I think we so, can. At uh, the very least, I think we can give it a DVD or season. Mm, yeah, because yeah. I don't yeah. think I've yeah. seen Sanctuary. They, yet. they are. I, well, I think yeah, I've popped good. in and out. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are good. They are watchable. Yeah. And on to Doctor Who. I shouldn't always mention it in feedback. I've been thinking about a few things to do with who. Mm-hmm. One, as much as I disagree with our lovely Jean on her <laughs> thoughts on Matt Smith, I'd like to congratulate her on sticking to those thoughts and not liking him because just about everyone else does and nags her about it's it. dumb stubbornness. Well done, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also congratulate her on having an open mind and being willing to like him even if he hasn't happened yet. I'm sure his wonderfulness and brilliance will get to her soon. I did like him more in Christmas Carol than mm-hmm. I did the others, so yeah. maybe the writing and he's getting into the part. That's two podcasts in a row that she's used sold. the word like and Matt Smith. In well, the same the yeah, as in, don't like. No, no, you can't I take think, it back now. I think where um, Matt Smith's concerned, it's Emperor's new clothes. Well, it's also... What, naked? The, the, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The biggest fear I had when I found out that he's, the age of the actor being cast was, one... If the writing isn't strong enough, I'm not going to be convinced he's 900 years yeah. old or 1,000 years. If the actor isn't good enough yeah. and bad writing, I'm not going to be convinced he's 1,000 years old. I'm still not convinced he's 1,000 well, years old. On the, if you listen back to the podcast I did, I was to the flip side. When I saw him first, I had quite high hopes. Yeah. And now that has slowly, slowly gone away. Yeah, have been eroded. Two. I think he's really good. Damn yes, it. We know yeah. you do. Yeah. Two, I was thinking about New Who and what season was my favourite, and I found it hard to choose what one was my favourite. No problem. Five. Reason. <laughs> one reason being, I don't own them all. Only season five. Oh. So I can't watch them all again. But, two, I don't think any of them can be called a favourite easily. I can sympathise with that, actually. Mm, yeah. got good and bad points. Mainly because there are many highs and lows, but the balance isn't delicate. Some of the lows, Blink, for example, and the low. three I mentioned mm. before, are very low, but the mites are brilliant. I believe you think Blink is a low. Yeah, yeah this is why I'm going... Uh, have I read that right? Maybe not. <laughs> no, it's definitely Blink is low. Top, top, top ten. Yeah. But also I found it hard to find a favourite season because of peer pressure, because I thought if I said a RTD season was one of my favourites, I thought about the vast Toffee fanboy and girls. <laughs> Hello, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> 
Be so, your own man, Reese. Yes, so something man. about my choice. But to get to pointy, I was going to ask you and your listeners to tell us what your favourite season is. Mm. And don't just go for season five because it's a new and no. off it's overhyped. Yes, overhyped. How many awards yes, you won? Uh, none, none yet. <laughs> Hugo's. How many Hugo's did um, Moffat win? Yeah, no, for no. Who? How many for f- Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. But how many has season five won? Yes, season you five. Hugo's haven't come up for the season five. Okay, yeah. So we'll we'll put this debate on the back burner for now. So no, you kind of won one. Which but your Doctor Who? One is, because if it wasn't for season five, he didn't work on it before season five. But also, yeah. we have to look. He's, Won more awards than any new Who writer. Yeah, but yeah. how much He's work? The best new Who writer. Yeah, but how much <laughs> work? Yeah, that's a new Who writer, not an overseeing so producer. What's that got to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> it could be for fun. <laughs> but Depends and, how much you write, you have to. And do by that. think about C's. I'm sorry. It could be for fun. And by think about the reasons, I mean the reasons could be the writing, acting. Hormonal attraction, <laughs> either the doctor or companion, music, as in doctor theme, or recording pieces like that, or whatever other good reason you can come up with. And with all those options for reasons and why you like, I'll bet it'll still be season five for El Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> Karen Gillan probably be the biggest selling point for that one. <laughs> I'm going to tell you mine now. Season one. Yep. The reason being, it revived this legend of a series so successfully and really set the very high benchmark for what comes after with a brilliant Doctor, a well-written and played companion who is quite easily to be hormonally attracted to, <laughs> a fairly good dreaded phase, season arc, possibly not as tightly written as season five, and some brilliant music from Murray Gold, even if yeah. it's done on a synthesizer. Nothing wrong with that, though. It also showed so many more people one of the best television shows in existence. Well, after that epic feedback, let us know what you think, even if you have to take a few weeks to think about it. But farewell for now, Reese. Thank you, you, Reese. I can see his reasoning for season one. Yeah, I'm I'm not actually sure I'd be able to pick one whole season. I can't sit down and say that's the season that I enjoy the most. No, because there's good bits and bad bits. Yeah. We have one here from Benjamin Elliott. Hello, Hello Benji. Benjamin Element. Greetings, Staggering Stories gang, on your time-travelling 99th episode. Caught in January, released in February. <laughs> Listen to in March. <laughs> <laughs> Delete in April. <laughs> <laughs> Been a bit distracted, so there's a few predictions for 2011, albeit late. Though not in 2012, that would be really late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And cheating. <laughs> I'm going to get an audio program working properly and send more audio feedback than text feedback. Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, HD pickup will increase to the point that at least one episode of Tortured Miracle Day and multiple episodes of Sarah Jane Adventures will have more viewers on BBC One HD simulcast than, than traditional BBC One SD. Mm-hmm. Doctor's audience remain large enough that HD will still be a minority of the Doctor's audience for now. Three, an American network will finally air Sarah Jane Adventures Series 2 and beyond. <laughs> really? Four, we will learn some of River Song's story, but the answers will bring up more questions. Mm. Continue a story into 2012. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Five, the head of Pertu will speak at a convention, <laughs> scaring a lot of people. Not to mention us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Tony and Adam are working on the electronics and the audio files now. If they aren't, it'll be a neat gag. <laughs> Six, Gordon Ramsay will be dropped by Channel 4 
when he's revealed to be a Doc 2 fan. <laughs> BBC hires him on to do shows, and so all his shows get sold overseas by BBC Worldwide anyway. <laughs> Seven, Gallifrey 2011 will be a great time. Yay! Yep. See some of you in a few weeks. Benjamin Elliott. I'll see you soon, Benjamin. He's Benjamin there, Benjamin. He will be there. Apparently so. I think Ooh. he sent a quick dendum. Oh, can we copyright addendums? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, guys. Forgot something. Episode 99 should hit the internet on Sunday the 6th of February in most parts of the world. Don't be alarmed if downloads from North America are blown normal for a day or so. There's a major sports commercials event known as the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's an actual game of American-style football. Not mm-hmm. to be confused with a nice large bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> the teams involved are the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. and the Green Bay Packers. I Ooh. think the Steelers will take it. Uh, I don't know. The Packers have been showing some form. Those yeah. Fudge Packers, yeah. yeah. Mm. These teams should not be confused with an elite band of thieves and a tribute group keeping the memory of Pac-Man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Having two groups like those battle each other sounds like the basis of an excellent Disney movie. Cheers to everyone in this brief drought of Doc 2 from our TV screens. The floods will come again pretty soon. <laughs> Benjamin Elliott. Isn't Thank Super Benjamin. Bowl that game they play which is like a, basically a wiki-washy version of I, I rugby? Think, I think it's rugby with <laughs> yes. armour. It's You've rugby light, isn't it? insulting the sports when we're going to be over there soon. It's still rugby light. And it I'd is, love yeah. to say I well, would American listen to fo- podcasts. American like, football is based on rugby league. It is. I'd like to say that I would listen to Staggering Stories podcast. 99 when it's put out live on the 6th of February but whether I mention it or not I won't be able to because I'm going to go and have tea at the Ritz <laughs> <laughs> she's all could be laced up like a little doily I'm going, I'm going to be dressed up for tea be laced up like a little, little doily <laughs> doily lace doily oh. mm, yeah. yeah I'm going to okay. be pretty I'm going to be wearing <sighs> nice blouse and I might even wear a you can say it go on Skirt. <laughs> and, and, and makeup. And then she'll drop her scone down herself. I will. I'll have teen medals. medals all down the front. She's going to be all foo foo. Okay, be all girly girly. <laughs> we have audio feedback here. It's from Evil Dave. Oh, oh Evil Dave. Dave. Evil Dave. Evil oh. Dave. It's a Tron Legacy review. Oh. Oh. Hey, go for it, Evil. Gird your loins. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's entirely complimentary. <laughs> go for it, Evil. Find <laughs> out. Hello, Staggering Stories team. Hello. Severed heads and various fetish dolls. <laughs> this is Evil Dave again. From over at the Inside Outcast. And first off, I'd like to offer my condolences to Reese for the cancellation of Stargate Universe. Aww. I was no fan, but that doesn't mean it has to be taken off air. It nope. has its fans, and they should be allowed to continue enjoying their show. I mean, I just can go watch something else. Oddly, over at my own podcast, I'm not that negative of a person, but for some reason, whenever I send feedback to <laughs> you good folks at Staggering Stories, I end up trashing something or other. <laughs> just the living up to your name. SGU, then the final episodes of Moffat's first run on Doctor Who, and now I'm afraid I'm going to do it again. Ooh. But not on Doctor Who. We loved the Christmas special. I was oh, not yes. very enamored of the flying fish, but <laughs> I could take it. It's Moffat's thing. He's going with fairy tales, and there's going to be elements of the fantastic. What I am going to take issue with is Tron Legacy. Now, I went into Tron Legacy with not the highest expectations. I knew from 
various little birds that it had all started with a tech presentation that Disney had. They showed what they could do with Tron now, and the response was so strong that they went ahead and made a sequel, which is not the best way to start a film. And the warning signs were there very early on for me when I saw the action figures on the boys' shelves. Does that mean that <laughs> Flynn told everybody the story? Did he yeah. fictionalize the account and make a movie? Does everybody know he was trapped in the system? It mm. begs a lot of questions. Mm. Then there's Sam Flynn, who is a passive protagonist. For a hero, he's pretty lame. I mean, even <laughs> his father managed to escape the grid on his own. Sam had to get rescued. And pretty much... The rest of the film is Sam following people around and doing what they tell him to do. It's not a very take-charge kind of guy, except that once where he defies his father and leaves and pretty much jeopardizes the mission, and thankfully, Flynn follows and saves their butts. And even stylistically, I have some issue with it, because it rains, there's water everywhere. I don't quite understand what that's supposed to mean. Mm, well, when they go off-grid, there's still some craggy rocks and stuff, mm, yeah. and it, it just lacks the, the charm, the minimalism of the first one, which seemed more cybernetic. This one, mm. there's a lot of hyper-real aspects to it, and I can well, understand it's about Clue and Tron and Flynn trading this perfect system. But somehow the heart was bled out of it, out of the screenplay. And some of the themes are good, but the really good themes and storylines and plot points are told in flashbacks. And what we're really left is basically a retelling of the first movie. A lot of the major scenes pretty much follow the same story. That person gets trapped in computer, person gets assigned to these gladiatorial games, person escapes person tries to make it back out of the system. And so there wasn't really anything all that new and different from the first one other than the club scene that was, I thought, unnecessary and reminded me a lot of the Matrix sequels. Mm. And the soundtrack by Daft Punk, while good, I thought was a little on the nose. I could have used maybe something by Gary Newman. But the one thing that annoyed me most and took me completely out of the movie was right after Flynn disappeared. There's this scene that shows all the news segments regarding what happens after Flynn's disappearance. And it takes place in this strange limbo where there's a bunch of television screens. And I'm not sure what that's supposed to represent. Is that supposed to be the system? Is that supposed to be our world? I don't understand the choice of that. Mm. I know it's a weird thing to lock onto, but it just seemed this weird limbo that had no relation to the rest of the film. And it completely took me out of it. Though I can see why many would enjoy the film. It does have its, its action moments. It's very pretty. Some might say too pretty, as the whole system seems to be populated by supermodels. So again, <laughs> sorry to pollute your podcast with minor <laughs> criticisms, but it seems to be my role now. And uh, yeah. with that, goodbye, exclamation point. Oh, and one addendum dum 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 dum, dum, dum. <laughs> How can you call it Tron Legacy when Tron barely figures into it and even yeah. then is not shown in a very positive light? Hmm. I have to agree on that one. I did actually wonder why, how, why it was called Tron Legacy when it's Tron the, was Boba Fett and yeah. hardly in it at all yeah. anyway. It's the legacy that uh, Kevin Flynn left behind. Then call it Flynn's Legacy. Mm. 
<laughs> but then no one would know what it was about. Yeah, it needs yeah. be, it needs, they needed Tron in the title mm. somewhere because yeah. it's a sequel to Tron. I was quite disappointed yeah. they didn't use Tron more yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even the next as, one if there is a yeah, next one. Even as oh, there Bobo, is Bobo, um, Bobo Fett version. It will be going into production sort of sometime in the next five or six months. So. All right. After Jeff Bridges has finished being John Wayne. Yes, yes. True Grit, yes. Apparently that's meant to be rather good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been nominated. Well, yeah, nominated for, for an Oscar. Oscars, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for that, Dave. Thank you. Mm, thank I you. think yes, you're, you're, you're living up to your name. Continue Evil to Dave. Do so. Evil Dave, yes. And we have a uh, bit of Babylon 5 oh. feedback here oh. from uh, Luke from Tumudwup. Hello, Hello, Luke from Tumudwup. Hello, Staggering Stories team. And uh, your Hello, fortnightly schedule has enabled me to watch a whole season of Babylon 5. Wow. Last <laughs> episode and this one. And um, I have really enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, Good. For the most part, wanting to watch an episode... Immediately following the preceding one, and uh, and having to kind of stop myself and go to bed yeah. uh, some nights, um, and I think I actually finished the season with maybe six episodes on the trot or something because I was just oh. eager to find out the answer to the mystery, and then yeah. found out that really not many questions were answered at all, which was a bit <laughs> of a pain. But I understand yes. this is how the series works, and yes. uh, well, I guess it works in making me want to watch the next lot. Um, yeah. I've watched the first episode of series two. <laughs> Already uh, not really warming to Sheridan yet, but I know I'll have to. Smiley <laughs> Sheridan, next four yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, seasons, yes, it's an American show. But yes, uh, what did I like about season one? Some great development of the characters uh, on the whole. Yep. Um, really felt that I got to know them, the main characters, over the course of the series and their motivations, with the exception of Kosh. Yeah. Uh, and that episode where you think that he's yeah. sucking people's minds out, I was like, "Oh, he finally found out!" And then, no, no. It's not him. <laughs> no. The 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 tired cliche of uh, all the main characters having a uh, a previous lover turn up yeah. Yeah. in one form or another was uh, yeah. amusing and predictable. And uh, yeah. oh dear, am I glad that Sinclair's uh, girlfriend, now fiance, was only in three episodes because <laughs> she was so annoying. Oh, really? <laughs> but aside from that, most of the characters across the series were were likable. Some nice cameos from. Uh, yeah. British actors, David McCallum and yes. uh, David mm, Warner, yeah. spring to mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and of course, Walter Koenig from uh, yes. uh, Star Trek making an appearance as well. I understand he features uh, more heavily in future seasons, so looking forward Definitely. to him coming yeah. back. It's and yeah, just worry. really looking forward to where the characters go uh, in the forthcoming seasons. Um, what What is going on with Delenn? Don't really know. <laughs> Hopefully we'll find that out soon. That's going to be um, hair, right? What, what oh. will Londo's actions lead to uh, yes. with that yeah. mysterious chap whose name I forget? Morden. And uh, will um, Ivanova become more Russian? Um, I, mean, <laughs> I don't no. care what JMS says about drawing on his own background. She does not convince. Um, she can't even pronounce her name correctly. Um, and aside from kind of saying, oh, we Russians have all these kind of things, she just she's just an American, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But she's yeah, American, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll forgive her for pretending to be a Russian. Wessels. Uh, so yes, I, I've rambled on uh, for far too long about Babylon Five. Still uh, early days uh, with with this boxer, and I've got four seasons to go, and all the kind of movies slotting in here and there. Mm. And uh, really looking forward to, to spending more time with the series over the, the coming weeks and months. And I will keep you posted as to what happens. Looks yeah. again to it. Thank you. for thank recommending you. it to me. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, things really start hot up in season two. Mm, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. 
We should be continuing doing our commentaries. Mm. Yes. We will. In we some will. point well in time. Yeah. <laughs> in some point in time in the future, we will continue yeah. with those. I was really quite surprised just how strong season one was. Mm. Watching it back in, I yeah. thought it was much weaker than it actually is. Yeah. Really pleased with it. Good stuff. I think that's about it for now. I Any feedback we haven't covered, I'm afraid, is going to be bumped to mm-hmm. Podcast 100. Yes. Or maybe 101. Yes. <laughs> if you want to write to us, you can get in touch at show. At Staggering Stories. Dot. Net. Staggering Stories Podcast. Number 100. Coming soon. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. Aww. But in the next one, it's Podcast 100! Yes, yeah, more fun, frivolity, frippery, and... Frippery? Frippery. That's a good word, that is. Okay. Yes, and jovialness and silliness. Plus the return of a few old favourites as well. I expect so. Oh, very much so. So, until that cataclysmic combo of a centenary podcast comes crashing down upon us. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. An intelligent carrot, the mind boggles. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 99, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fate Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the side. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. I got told if the BBC filmed that bloody Dalek on your bloody desk, I'll throw you through the bloody window. <laughs> so I put him in my drawer. Oh. <laughs> Sneaked him out while no one was looking. <laughs> Sneaked him out and turned him on. <laughs> So, Mr. Carter, what do you think about exterminate? <laughs> Done! <laughs> it wasn't me! It wasn't me, it was him, it was him! <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. Sheer bum, sheer bum. Don't dun, do that dun, silly dun, song. Dun, okay. dun, do a new song. Dun, dun, dun. Bad joke time. Ba-dum, Go on ba-dum. Then. <coughs> what town does the Pink Panther come from? I don't know. What town does the Pink Panther come from? Durham. 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 Bad joke time. Go on then. What do you call a bloke with a raincoat on his head? Mac. Mm-hmm. What do you call a man with two raincoats on his head? Max. Yep. What do you call a man with two raincoats on his head in the cemetery? Max Bygroves. Bad joke time. What do you call a man with a spade in his head? Doug. What do you call a man without a spade in his head? Douglas. What do you call a woman with egg chips and beans on her head? 
calf. <laughs> what do you call an epileptic under a pile of leaves? <laughs> what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a swimming pool? Bob. <laughs> what do you call a woman ba- balancing two pints of beer on her boobs? Beatrix. Yep. <laughs> what do you call a, what do you call a woman balancing two pounds of beer on her boobs playing snooker? <laughs> Beatrix Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so, bad joke time. What do you call a spider without any legs? Don't know. Current. <laughs> bad joke. <laughs> what, what do you call what do you call a fly without any wings? A walk. A walk. <laughs> What do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you, do you think, think he, he saw, saw us? us? <laughs> what do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Do you think he saw us, Rex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saw Jurassic Park the other day, you can tell. Mm, yep. <laughs> Looking rampant. Are we going to do I Love You Because You Are a Dalek at this convention? It's almost tempting. If they do a... A cabaret. If they do a cabaret. I can remember all the I words. I plan to be with the hard cider in the bar. Mm. <laughs> unless, they, unless they do it on the 19th when I'll be watching Crawley Town versus Manchester United <laughs> in the FA Cup fifth round on Adam's computer. First thing in the morning. <laughs> I can still remember all the words to I Love I, You yeah, Because You Are a Dalek. Yep. <laughs> I love you. Ah! <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, darling. And I love you because you're a darling. They tell me your name is 602DK-5GSL. Yes, but you can call me 602. Was that just any darling I saw dancing close to you? Oh, no, it's just some dustbring from the dust. From the dogs. <laughs> In that case, and you think you you're silly? Glass so blue. <laughs> Double duckums on the rocks. On the rocks. On the rocks. You're half a ton of loveliness on wheels, dear. I, I hunger, hunger for, for your eighty-five inch hips. Oh, five inch hips. I love the quiet corner for a meal, dear. dear. I could go, go a plate of fish and silicon chips. Silicon chips. I, I love, love you completely, completely. so do I, dear. And, and if you, you ever try to get away, to get away I'll, I'll rip out your telescopic idea and smash you in the digital display. Digital display! But love can leave you bitter and frustrated. So frustrated. And close encounters leave you feeling glum. So very glum. Especially when your bra is chromium plated. And your knickers have been welded to your... No, no, no. That's it. None of that. (laughs) That was on an album that was actually released into the wild. Only the only the furry Aim monkeys have names. And fire. Fire. That's chameleon. 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 Jean's monkey is called chlamydia. <laughs> well, if I've had syphilis. <laughs> yes. A bit yeasty. <laughs> By the way, folks, it was my dead body that had syphilis, not me. (laughs) That doesn't sound any better. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually risen from the dead. But she was 400 years old, give or take. Now I'm immortal. (laughs) (laughs) I could do one for win. Go on, then. Staggering Stories 100. You did that last time. Go on. Just for win. Just for win. The poor guy's going to dry out. (laughs) 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 No, arms like Popeye. (laughs) 
This one's just for win. Mm. Coming soon. Staggering stories. One hundred. <laughs> Put your knickers on. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to do the mucky ones again. 